Welcome back. Welcome back. To Pop Opinion. Pop Opinion. Episode. No, I just said to you, oh crap. Um, 34? 33. 33. That's why you were trying to count in your head and so I started recording to catch you off your game. <laughs> Good one, Jack. Case, how are you doing? I'm okay. I'm just about to go on my week break from school and so I'm really excited about that. I'm needing, I'm needing some time off as a lot of teachers and students are feeling very burnt out. So how are you, Jack? Uh, I'm okay. Not, yeah, not great. I know. Energy is right? a little low right now, but uh, I'm definitely excited for our episode today. Yeah, me too. I know. I know. But you have like two, my- two weeks left to school. So you're in that like you're, you know, just every- everything's being piled on you and you're just, it's the stress, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I also have... Uh, a one door closes the other one another one opens kind of not story but i finally finished modern family for the first time because we watched the first i watched probably the first nine or ten seasons with like as it came out yep then me and my girlfriend binge watched it really emotional but also just it was also funny to see when they wrapped it up and that it finished like in 2020 right that it felt like they got out at the perfect time right i know it's a good show, but I, I feel like it was a good time to walk away. Like, like the kids all grow up, and then what do you do, right? Like, Yeah, there wasn't that much story left to tell, though. I think if they wanted to keep going, they could have. Yeah. Especially the writing in the last season, it, it feels like it, it picks up, and it yeah. feels like one of the classic seasons. Yeah, I agree, and I it's like always those people that kind of give up because they're like, I don't know, it's not as funny. It's like, I know, but just like power through because it gets funny like again or it has that same nostalgia of the earlier seasons of the writing watching it through again there was no point where i thought oh it's kind of slowed down yeah but when i was actually watching it in the moment it just didn't feel the same yeah yeah it's true but since i finished that now i've started schitt's creek yay i'm so excited i know i can't wait for you guys just to be like you know casually watching it here and i just like you know, walk by and be like, oh, I'll just watch this one episode with you guys or something, you know? Yeah. It's only a few, maybe 10, nine or 10 episodes. Did you like it right away? Because I know a lot of people that didn't. It took them, uh, you know, a few. I'm definitely not like fully in. I feel like there just needs to be more like more of the side characters. Mm. Because I know obviously the focus is on the main family, but really the only one, the only person that I really like is David. Really, eh? Because I'm obsessed with Alexis. That to me, her, Alexa. her and um, Catherine O'Hara, yeah, her mom, yeah. I just they are really just kind of pouty and are upset to be there. Yeah. And then it seems like David and um, Johnny are at least trying to make the best of it. And Eugene Levy is outstanding. Yeah. Like they're all amazing actors. I just mean they're actual characters. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, no, I agree with you. I, I understand. I, Alexis kind of grow, grew on me. I wouldn't say she was my f- favorite at the very, very beginning, but there's just something about her night. She's so naive and she's just, I don't even know how to describe her. Anyways, I, I love her. I just love anytime she was on the screen. Like she just made me laugh. So I think I'd, I just need more time with them. Once I, I think once I get through the first season and yeah. it just kind of become even normal for the characters of like you're in this town now, I feel like it's going to get better. Yeah, yeah, it does. It only gets better and better. And then it's even the best when Patrick joins. So 
It's good. I don't even know who that is. I know. <laughs> so good. Uh, before we get into our movie challenge and our Marvel madness, because that's just that's what we need right now. Some we do. F- fun Marvel conversations. Totally. Although one of them is going to be about death. Uh, uh, why did you give me that look? No, I don't want that one. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the SAGs. Okay. Um, so Chadwick Boseman, Viola Davis, both winning for Marini's Black Bottom, right? Marini's, yeah. Oh, I was thinking the Black Bottom part was the part I didn't oh, no, necessarily you're right. remember. Um, it seems like obviously Chadwick post-hominous, hominous? Post-hominous, yeah. Is really cleaning up. Yeah. Yeah. I like all his wife's speeches too. Like I think she's doing... A really good job. I'm like when we watched it and I was saying like what a hard position she's kind of been put in is just like receiving these awards and not a hard sorry not maybe not a hard position but just like how sad it must be for her to just you know not only are you losing your husband and your partner that you've you know for life kind of thing but you're you're losing a great artist and I think his death was so shocking to so many of us because we didn't even know he was sick. So I think it was um, it was quite a blow to the Hollywood. To, and then for her, I think she's doing a really good job with her speeches. Because she's keeping them different enough. Like they're not all the same, you know. I don't know. She's not saying the exact same thing every time, right? She's kind of mixing it up. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I love, I love these virtual award shows. I know they still do gimmicky things. But I like that we're just, just keeping moving. I, especially... I get it once we get back in person that we are going to do these kind of things in a three hour whatever plus show makes sense. Right now, it's just like what what kind of things are you going to be able to do over literally a Zoom call? Yeah. yeah. Which you can see it during like during acceptance speeches. Yeah. No, I know. I know. You like it. I like the other, but that's okay. But the also the side of it we've seen was with Daniel Kaluuya and the Golden Globes when yes. he was muted and did not take kindly to that he did not and I have a hard time with this because I and I don't want to rub anybody the wrong way but I'm I just want to say what I feel and I feel like he took it as a a personal attack on a black man and I think I haven't seen his SNL he was on SNL this past weekend we haven't watched it apparently he does kind of make fun of it because I feel like he overreacted like it wasn't anything that was he was the first award they just hadn't figured it out yet like just like calm down like it's just it was a bit it's a bit much but I also don't know his history of how he feels as a black man so I have no right as a white privileged woman to say that and I acknowledge that but I also think like sometimes it's just a muted problem <laughs> like it's just like it's just a technical issue it's a technical issue and I think we don't always need to jump to to the other side of that so mm-hmm. that's okay he uh, accepted this award. No, no problems. Yes. I wonder if the Golden Globes is over Zoom. I wonder if there's like, if that could have been in the difference. Yeah. Who there's knows? Yeah. Something wrong with yeah. that. He seems like he's cleaning up really. And this is our pretty much last award show. I'm pretty sure. I think there was one more I was saying to you, but I couldn't remember what it was. If it was BAFTA or if it was, we've already done Critics Choice, right? Yeah. I feel like there was three in April. So this is one. Oscars would be two and then there's a th- I'm pretty sure there's a third one it, it seems like we're on the way obviously the Oscars is bound to give us a turn a twist and a turn but he's cleaning up with uh, yes. Judas and the Black Messiah yeah I'm excited to see it um 
for a performance in an ensemble cast. This is uh, I'm going to ride this train even though I don't think it leads to a Best Picture win, but Trial of the Chicago 7, I think this is the perfect award for that movie. Totally couldn't agree more. Just the whole cast, like, although you can see that it pretty much turns into a Sasha Baron Cohen, Eddie Redmayne kind of different ideals, but still wanting to get to the same spot. It's just, it's just that kind of movie that they all, like, they all need to be recognized because it is, it is an ensemble piece. Like, it's not, one person does not carry this movie. There are, of course, the two, like you said, that are a little more prominent, but you wouldn't have that movie without everybody else. Yeah, the the entire group and the fact that it's like a, a true story Hollywoodized is Yes. Even like just there's no it's one of those movies where there's not really a bad performance. No, no, not at all. Uh Mark Ruffalo wins again for yes. I know this much is true. He's really cleaning up. And he also is cleaning up because it looked like he was accepting that award in the closet. Yes. Which honestly, I, I really. I'm here for. I'm I'm loving it. I was gonna say it's the first time I feel like I related to Mark Ruffalo, <laughs> like just on a, on a video Zoom call, or whatever. Yeah. And in a like confined space. Yeah, I know. I think it's just so funny what people are, you know, what they're having to do, and it's just funny to me. Like their different setups. Yeah. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy wins for Queen's Gambit. She's just cleaning up that one, right? It's that's the only thing sometimes I find, you know, they start winning like every award, then it does get a little like, hey, well, maybe, you know, not to be like everybody deserves to win, but it's just hard sometimes when the same person wins all the time, right? Yeah, there's shows and people that go on these kind of runs. Like, I think of the crown, the run that the crown is on right now. We yeah. had the marvelous Mrs. Maisel for a few years. Like they're they kind of these shows take turns these yes. significant shows yeah I, yeah uh, Jason Bateman wins for Ozark oh yeah my Jason one more season we get one more I feel like it's it's to the point where it's such an intense show that it's hard to keep going forever yeah I agree with that like the first season was excellent so they've all been excellent but I am I'll be sad to see it go for sure but I also don't want it to get to the point where I just I'm like oh this show again. Yeah, you know? and I, I think that's that would be, especially someone like Jason Bateman, your priority is to keep everyone's attention, and there's no way that show doesn't go out with a bang. Yeah, I know. I can't wait to see. I looked it up to see when it was coming back, and they have not. It's a TBD. Yeah, I, we have to figure out production and... TBD? To be determined. Oh, okay. Or to TBA, to be announced. Right. I yeah. was like, TBD, to be date? No. To be date. <laughs> Uh, Jason Sudeikis wins again for Ted Lasso. He's really uh, like, we need to watch that show. And we need to, I want like a collection after at the end of his, this award season of his sweaters. His, his hoodies. They're really, I just, because people, we I think we talked about it, that there's not as, there are lower standards for men, but I feel like he's just the epitome of just, I don't know, like he's like, I'm pretty sure he's single. Like, yeah, I don't think yeah. he's seeing anyone. Like, he's just, he's just relaxing at home. Yeah, and he's like, I'm just going to jump on this Zoom call and win some awards while I'm wearing my hoodie. And yeah, it's great. I love it. Yeah, the show, and I said to you before, NBC had the show, not not as, not as a show, but it was a promotion for like uh, English Premier League soccer. Okay. And now it's turned into an actual show. So I'm interested to see what an American football coach does coaching soccer or yeah. football. Football. Um. The ensemble cast, we talked about The Crown 
adding Julian Anderson as Margaret Thatcher was like it's a show that it, it's almost not fair that they yeah. get Julian Anderson. Yeah, for sure. I know, and she does such a phenomenal job. Like, I don't personally watch it, but um, I, I never know what to call him. My husband does, your dad, and uh, he loves it. Like, he just seems everybody I know that watches it, they love it, and they said she was just. I mean, it, she's just off the charts crazy good in this right i've seen a few scenes and stuff so yeah and oh and schitt's creek final yes, season i know i was so happy they won that because that's it they don't they can't win any awards right and they kind of went out like they start winning all these awards when the show's over right and everyone's like oh that's a great show and it's like it's been great for six years but that's okay it gets its recognition now and i'm sure it's going to be one that kind of if we do like a re-oscarables but like the emmys version you go back a few years and there's probably more yeah more wins for them in there for sure finally i i get to talk about the mandalorian yes winning uh outstanding action performance by stunt ensemble it isn't really fair to a lot of shows when you have like marvel and star wars being in these categories Mm -hmm. but I also just think of, I think it was Martin Scorsese that said Marvel movies aren't film. And mm-hmm. yeah. I, I just, I'm glad to see this nerd culture winning. Yes, I agree. Very well said. And that second season, like the first season is really good, but you can see the budget went up and they've put a lot more resources into season two. For sure. And usually season twos of some, most shows, they're not as good as the first season. And this one was actually better, I think. Like it was just... It lived up to the hype in that song. Yeah, it was really good. So I'm excited to see that win. Good, good. Uh, Do you you want to do Falcon the Winter Soldier? No, I think we should do the just Marvel altogether. Marvel altogether. Okay, so our movie challenge for this week. (laughs) It was just funny. The movie challenge. Oh, uh, The Great Dictator, which um, I tried. There's a part of me that wanted to trick you into watching The Dictator, which stars Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no, that wouldn't have been. That would have been. It it was an idea I had for like some time in the future for this podcast of like giving each other like good, bad movies to watch. Okay, right, right. Like, you know, it's not good, but it's enjoyable. Okay, okay. My first example that I always think of is This Means War. Okay. Where it's like entertaining, but it's not really good. Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Hardy, Chris Pine. Like, it's, yeah. it's silly, but it's fun. It's fun when... I think it, Chelsea Handler's in that, too. Yeah, she is. She yeah. Is, yeah, she has like a She's few like scenes in it. She's like her best friend or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, The Great Dictator is a 1940 black and white film directed by Charlie Chaplin, written by Charlie Chaplin, and starring... starring. Charlie Chaplin. Um... I I think my biggest thing about this movie is the significance of when it actually takes, like when uh, it comes out. Okay, because like, it was 1940? 1940, we're in the middle of, or beginning of a war. Yeah. Well, like 1939 is when it like started. Yeah. So by 1940, I, at this point, the U.S. wasn't really against Germany at that point, but it's still World War II. And it's funny in the movie they go back to world war one and it just says the world war right and it's it's funny it's a war comedy in which it's kind of like that slapstick comedy too like the very three stooges like you know we're bonking heads and we're you yeah know. a lot of physical comedy yeah yeah so it's funny because 
when we got it and we looked it up, we were both like, oh, I don't know. Right. And then I was like, well, maybe we just can't find it. And then we'll just choose a different movie. And we literally went on. It was on Netflix. No problem. Like it was right there. Um, I have to say I was like pleasantly surprised. Like I was like, you know what? It was a really fun movie. I never would have watched it if this hadn't challenged me to watch it. And I'm glad I did. Like it was it had it had I don't know had a sweetness to it but then it was sad because it's about war but they kind of make I don't want to say light but they do make you kind of it makes you kind of laugh and yeah they they make it funny and Charlie Chaplin stars as a Jewish barber and also the main dictator and they do very subtle nods to uh uh, yes. dictators of the past right but very subtle not at all d- basically direct <laughs> ripoffs of right Adolf Hitler or Benito Mussolini yeah I know and it's just and it's amazing to me that Charlie Chaplin then we found out they passed away in 1977 it's amazing he didn't get hunt down for making this movie right or even with the mustache that he made famous that Hitler also like sported that he makes this movie just completely making fun of him yeah yeah it was good though like I yeah I enjoyed the care I thought it was gonna be a silent film it's not a silent film there's there is talking in it so um I don't know I I enjoyed it I um I found a fascinating fact fun fact um so you know in Game of Thrones Rob Stark and his and his wife that he marries mm-hmm. when they all die at the red wedding but that girl yeah that is Charlie Chaplin's granddaughter Oh, yeah, that's really yeah. her name is. O- I think it's Ona. It's O-O-N-A. I think that's Ona. Ona Chaplin. So because I looked him up to see if he'd been married because he married the girl that plays Hannah in this movie. He was married to her. I think that might have been his third marriage. And then he married like a really young girl, but they had like seven kids together. And and that was. Yeah. So that was and then she was. Yeah. Her name was Ona Chaplin, his wife. Mm-hmm. And then they had a daughter. I think it was Geraldine, and then they named it after the granddaughter, oh, grandmother. So that was a trip down a family tree I was not expecting. I know. Well, I was just curious to know. I always like to know, like, oh, because I know really not a lot about Charlie Chaplin. So I was like, let's just take a quick little look. I also liked when you said the small, uh, not small, it was his first, like, true sound film. Mm -hmm. And they do make a joke about silent films at one point. He goes to tell a character something, but he just mouths it. And another character comes in and says like oh did you tell him he's like yeah he's like tell me what yeah, like, what are you yeah. talking about <laughs> yeah I, I really love that and obviously the real they give it the last few minutes of the movie but the speech about uh and it it feels like a moment where obviously it's a script but it, it feels like he's just talking to the world mm-hmm. of like we don't need this hate yes. and you soldiers don't need to be doing this and he's talking to the audience and in 1940, that's a pretty significant message. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was good. And I don't really have much. Uh, yeah, the physical comedy part. Uh, yeah, the very subtle, very subtleness. Subtle, subtle guys. Yeah. I also loved when uh, the inventions that they have. And, oh, I have a bulletproof like jacket or whatever. <laughs> yes. And shoots him and dies. Yeah. He's like, oh, that could use work. Yeah. <laughs> it oh. was really funny. Like, it had some really funny moments, right? Yeah. It made war in a war situation funny. Yeah. And also the parachute, the hat parachute. The hat parachute. Like, it's the smallest parachute ever, and it's just on his head, oh, and he on... jumps right. out the window. <laughs> no. No, it doesn't end too well. No. Uh, I'm, I think we're ready for Marvel yeah. Madness. I'm ready for Marvel Madness. Because we're going to talk about Falcon the Winter Soldier, but I have realize we haven't been able to talk about 
excuse me, about Loki in the Black Widow trailer. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, overall, you, there's a lot of hints, especially in the Loki trailer, that it's going to be Natasha in it at some point. I think that's just kind of a tease. Okay. I haven't actually... Sorry, I haven't seen the Loki one, but I did see the the um, Black Widow one. We, oh, no, I was going to say you actually don't remember that. Uh, the Black Widow trailer, it didn't really give me that much more than what we've already yeah, seen. No, I didn't. Yeah. I, that's okay though. I don't. I don't need to see everything. I, I'm already in for it, so I don't need any more teasers and stuff like that. I'm good. Like I feel like I know. You know, going into it, even when it is, where yeah, it is. Like I just, I'm good now. I don't need any more teasers. Yeah. I, I don't need the whole movie given away to me. Yeah, I think they just are, they're trying to get people excited because they pushed this movie back so far. But I think like true Marvel fans are going to yeah. be excited for this no matter what. We're in. <laughs> uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode three. Wow, what a ride. Uh, I think my number one thing is they brought back Sharon Carter. I and, was so happy. And they actually redeemed her character. I felt her so, like, in, she was so underutilized in those two movies that she, like, was the secret agent, but then she still doesn't really do much and has to go on the run in Civil War. And now we get this redemption story where she also just kind of shits on superheroes and how it's hypocrisy and a joke. Yeah. And she was kick ass in this episode. Like she kicked some ass and she was like the whole scene where they're in the, you know, the, the compartments, whatever. Like the shipping containers. The shipping containers. And she is fighting off like everybody, like all by herself. She was so good in it. I'm so happy that she's back. She's definitely one of my favorites that I always look forward to seeing her. And I, and I'm, I think you're right. I think they're starting to utilize her. And I do know a little secret. Do you want to know? Sure. She's going to be in all the next few episodes, too, because I already looked it up to see how many episodes she was in. And it says four. I think that adds into the theory that maybe she might be the power broker mm. because rewatching the episode made me really kind of pay attention to how they talked about the power broker. And it's all he, him, his. And it's all I don't know who he is. I just know based on reputation. Mm, OK. Which my only argument, because this is it was, it's been my girlfriend's big theory of that she's going to be the power broker. I feel like of how much we're talking about this character, I feel like it's someone we have to know. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, you can't just. Well, that's what I said when they were going upstairs or when they were going to see that woman. Right. And I was like, it has to be somebody. Yeah, you can't just say you can't just say power broker a hundred times. And then we don't know who it is. Like that's anticlimactic. That's not fun. Like you, it has to be one of those like shock factors of like, oh, that person. Yeah, I think my other theory of who it could be is uh, uh, General Ross. He was the one like during the Sokovia Accords when they're showing the videos and he's talking about how the world owes the Avengers a great debt. Do you know who I'm talking no, about? Um, but... He's also in Infinity War when. Mm -hmm. uh, there's like the hologram of people working oh yeah yeah and roadie like the avengers i guess walk in and roadie the guy tells roadie like you have to arrest them okay so it's that guy it's that guy right my only real basis of that is um that he was so obsessed with the super soldier serum mm. and he has kind of connections around the world yeah so I do think it has to be, if you're going to make an, a reveal like that, it's got to be someone that will like Jaws drop. Right. And you don't think it would be like Samuel L. Jackson or something? No, because they kind of already did that where yeah. they tried to make him the villain in yeah. the Winter Soldier. Okay. I'm just that. Um, 
I like when the openings, well, the opening scene is Captain America. Sorry, the other Captain America. But the scene where right after when Bucky and um, Sam go to get Zemo out of jail. Oh, the okay. I'm just going to give you a hypothetical of what could possibly happen. <laughs> so funny. Even the first time watching that, as soon as he said, I'm just going to give you a hypothetical. Yeah, like what if this happened? This All of these, all of these scenarios happen. And... As soon as he said hypothetical, I'm like, this happened. He's and already there. And then like there. two seconds later, he walks in. And he's like, what did you do? Like, I love their, uh, I just love them. I just think they have such good chemistry. And I love um, when they're done at the shipping container and Zemo's driving that car and Bucky gets in the front seat and Sam's like, you're not going to move your seat up, are you? No. No. Good. No. Another good nod to Civil War. Yeah. I like when they tie it all in. It's fun. And Zemo, I I love, I just love him. My only concern is another theory I saw, which apparently the next episode has like a V for violence, like a oh. warning on it. Oh, sugar. Yeah, which, well, I'll talk about Zemo before I talk about what that, what that could possibly be. He is just, he, at any moment, you're just, he kind of reminded me of like Loki, where at any moment you expected him to turn on them. Totally. But he just, he stuck with them, and I, I don't know how many episodes he's killed, but I love also Daniel Bruhl, who, in Inglorious Bastards, he was amazing, too. He just, it's such a good job, especially when Bucky walks into the prison, and he starts saying the words that turn yes. him into the Winter Soldier. Longing, or what is that? Yeah, whatever it is. In yeah. Russian. Yeah. Um, But I, I'm worried about Zemo, because... Uh, we also find out John Walker, who his ego has gone mm-hmm. completely out of control. Mm-hmm. That opening scene where he gets spit on and yes. he screams at the guy, do you know who I am? Yeah. And I just love that that guy put him in his place. I do. And yeah. I don't care. Fair. Yeah. And now he and his sidekick Lamar, who I like more because he's trying to reason. He's like, do you really think Sam and Bucky are going to break Zemo out of this prison? Like he's trying to use yeah. some reason. Obviously, we know they did it. But in Walker's mind, there's just... There's no, as soon as that became the option, it's the only yeah. only thing. And yeah. now they're going off the books. They are. So my worry is that Walker is going to kill Zemo. <gasps> Ooh, wow. That would be crazy. Because there's, I mean, I think there's going to be, I think the there's wa- going to be multiple people that are going to go for him though, because look at how it ended. Who was standing there? Yeah, so Ao, the second in command in the Wakandan mm-hmm. army, I, there was another name for it that I didn't write down, but that reveal, and there was a part of me that thought if they were going to bring back Chadwick Boseman, if that would have been the moment. Yeah, yeah. I think there's still a good chance we see him in this show. Yeah, that'd be sad. I think people would have a hard time with that. Like, just like the, ha- like, yeah I just, seeing him and seeing that character yeah again. like i think it would just be really hard on people's hearts and souls but i also feel like if they did bring him back i, f- I f- feel bad saying it but i feel like they would have to kill him yeah just so well, then they can pass the mantle on to shuri yeah they're gonna have to do something because yeah we're gonna have black panther too and he's not part of it so they're gonna have to do something right mm-hmm. for us i don't know uh, that's th- all i had for falcon and the winter soldier uh madripoor like as a city was so cool yeah, like it just looked really cool um really interesting people and stuff right i felt really bad for bucky when he has to be the winter soldier again and you could see him basically crying because he had to fight those guys yeah he doesn't want to do that you guys that's not just it. leave him alone it's not him anymore uh and the flag flag smashers who i think this is the perfect them blowing up the facility that they took the supplies from yeah 
I think this is what we needed from them because up to this point, they didn't really feel like villains. No. Outside of fighting with Sam and Bucky and Walker and Lamar, they just, they're trying to help people that have been displaced. Yeah. Like it just kind of seemed like they were doing the right thing, but. It's like Peter Pan syndrome or something. Yeah. Or or like Robin Hood or something, right? Yeah, stealing from the rich. Sorry, I don't know why I said Peter Pan. Robin Hood. Yeah. Short. I don't, actually, I was trying to figure out how you. Put it all that together. Yeah. I don't really sound familiar. They're both characters. Yeah. Got well, that. Robin Hood steals from the rich and gives to the poor. So that's what I feel like they're doing, yeah. right? Yeah. I thought we were trying to relate it back as like, well, Peter Pan just Peter doesn't... Pan just wants to be a kid. Yeah, I know. Wrong name. And just the fact that they blow that up and it's like, okay, there's there's some darkness to these this group, even specifically just Carly. Yeah. God, she fascinates me. I feel like we're going to get something with her. Like it's going to be she, she's somehow related to like Zemo or I don't know like something I feel like there's going to be something like there's a connection with someone yeah I feel like there has to be but maybe not yeah who knows that's that's the fun thing about this is we get to have these theories it's Marvel madness all right Marvel madness um so I think first we should do what do you want to do first do you want to do our our favorites or go through the deaths first oh god Go through the deaths. Let's get them over with. Okay, so this is like this game. coming from a TikTok sound, so this isn't the penultimate. This isn't the guaranteed 10, but this is just from TikTok. We're- I had a really hard time with this. Jack was so frustrated with me, you guys, because I was like, but that person's not dead because they came back. They came back, but you have to take it of in that moment, how did it make you feel? Okay. And it's also not all death. So okay. uh, should we list them or just start ranking them? Yeah, just rank them. Okay, uh, number ten. I did Cap, Steve. So I guess that you're. What's what was your thinking? Putting well, I was him... just thinking he's old and he had left a good life and he passed on his his shield. What is that? Yeah, passed on the shield. Okay. to Sam. Yeah, like I I just I wasn't sad. I don't know. He got to have his his life. Really? Like it didn't make you sad at all? No. Oh, interesting. I have Cap a lot higher. Okay. Just because of... I love when we play this game and you say that to me. <laughs> I oh, really... I, I, oh, I have it a lot higher. Uh, my number 10 is Pietro. <gasps> wow. I have it a lot higher. We, <laughs> <laughs> we we didn't get to see him enough. We didn't have... And I feel like the reason why we were sad wasn't because he died. And he sacrificed himself for Hawkeye. But it was it was Wanda's reaction, I think, that made us sad. Yeah. So I, I have him at 10. Nine. Okay. Uh, Yondu? Wow. Yeah. You uh, and I are very different, eh? Very different. My number nine is Loki. Okay. Because Loki's my number eight. Okay. With, <laughs> You're like, okay, fuck. Thank God. With with <sighs> Loki, it was just, it was the... I, I mean, just never feel like Loki's actually dead. I'm always like, he's coming back somehow. It's Loki, man. Yeah, he's always the trickster. And it's, the, it's even the fact that we've seen him die. I'm going to say... No, I think it was just the one time in I Thor the Dark like World. I feel he's always dying or something. I don't know. Like I just... Or fake dying. But in Infinity War, it was the moment where it felt real just because Thanos just choked the life out of him. And I think it's not that I was sad because honestly, I think I was more sad that Heimdall died than Loki, like in the beginning of Infinity War. But I think it was Loki's redemption story. And it was a, and in the moment, what I thought was a good end to it. But now it continues. Right. Uh, so your number eight was Loki. Yeah. My number eight is Gamora. Okay. I think also it kind of sets it up in the movie 
or they tried to tell you because she has the conversation with Quill. If Thanos gets me, you have to kill me. Mm-hmm. So it kind of seemed like she had accepted it. Yeah. But uh, Quill did not. Thanos did not. And it, it is really sad. A, it is really I have sad. a higher. Fair Which enough. I'll talk about it when we get to, from from my point of view. Yeah. I understand yours and that's totally fair. But mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so your number. Seven. Seven. Uh, so I put Peter. I had Peter at number 10 because it didn't really bother me because I watched the movie the next day and he was back. So I was like, I'm not sad about it because he's back. Like, so Jack and I, this is where we differ because he's like, I know, weren't you sad though? And it's like, I don't want to go. And I'm like, but I had already seen the other movies because I watched them out of order. I knew he didn't actually die. So I know I wasn't sad. So I put him at 10 and then I was like, Jack's going to get really mad if I don't. If I well, keep him at 10. Well, you can rank them anywhere. I know, but you're frustrated with me because you're like, no, but how did you feel in the moment? What is your reaction? But I was like, but I already knew because I had already seen Spider-Man Homecoming or Far From Home. Like I'd already seen it before I'd seen those movies, right? Yeah, like I, I do get it. But it, yeah. it, to me, it was just like the moment, the acting performance and the fact that yeah. like right in front of Tony and obviously they give Sorry. him a longer longer moment to kind of like oh I don't want to go I don't want to go no yes that was sad the way it was I don't want to go I don't want to go because you imagine Tony sitting there like like I you know I don't want you to go either or whatever I get that part of it but you understand where I'm coming from right I do okay um my number seven is Groot okay just the the sacrifice obviously again it's another situation where someone comes back but just when he says we are Groot it's it's such a just oh. we are family. I have high ground. I actually don't know. What? Did I you say a... I have the high ground? No, I have it higher. Oh. I was going to say that's Star Wars. Uh, so, yeah, my number seven is Groot. Okay. So, my number six, mm-hmm. Vision. Oh, we agree. Oh, there we go. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was really sad when he died. I just felt for Wanda and I just felt like, oh, my God, they're going to lose because that was the last stone they had to get. And it was like it was really sad. Again, now I've seen WandaVision. And I'm like, but he's not dead. But, but yeah, he, but he is. I know. I and, know he is. Well, I was going to say and in WandaVision again. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Again, I think it's like Pietro that it's it's Wanda's reaction that hurts more. And yeah. He's, and them bringing back the line of like i just feel you mm-hmm. and the amount they brought that up yeah it's it's i'm gonna say seven, well, it, seven and up is all ones i've cried for well and it's hard because it's not like you're saying like one is like you know yeah like it's just hard when you get closer to the top because it's like they're all sad so how do you like judge you know mm-hmm. it's all sad yeah uh my number five is yondu Okay. Because again, the redemption story that he's on and when he just says to Quill, like, yeah. I was your real dad all along. Yeah. And again, it's Quill's reaction of just him screaming no was not what I was expecting from Chris Pratt, but it's just, it's such a good and heartbreaking moment. Yeah, for sure. That was your number five? Yeah. My number five is Groot because he sacrifices himself to protect his friends. I almost feel like... I cried the a lot yeah that's that's fair it's an emotional moment a lot i feel like maybe because it was an avengers movie it felt more significant but i also cried when like like teenage groot like cuts off his arm for yeah stormbreaker i know uh 
go back your number four. Uh, Gamora. I mean, pushed off the cliff by this man who's supposed to be her father figure. Because, yeah, like, it just, the whole, I think it was just the whole thing of it, you know? Like, this is supposed to be somebody you trust and stuff. And he's just willing to, like, sacrifice you, right? Mm -hmm. So, that was a heart for me. That comes back to your theory of, well, she comes back. (laughs) Nice. Uh, My number four is Captain America. Yeah. Just, I think it it was not because he died. And a lot of people don't like his ending, which I, I don't get because it's the ending he wanted. Yeah. But for me, it was just the fact that he got that. And he had been fighting all this time and was in the ice. And he finally got to be back with Peggy. It was just... Like, he's tired, everybody. Like, let him be. He saved the world a billion times. Like, just... Right? I hope he's still not dead. I hope he makes some some sort of appearance as old man Steve. Like, I don't need him to be Captain America yeah, anymore. That'd be cute. Um, My number three is Petro. Did I say it wrong? You're close. It... P- Pietro. Yeah. Pietro. Yeah. It's almost like you're trying to say it like Wanda says it. Well, maybe I am. And I would not I would not criticize you for that. Um, I find this really sad. I know we didn't know him well, but I just feel like because he sacrificed himself for Hawkeye as somebody he didn't know and he didn't like the Avengers and he had so much hate in his heart for Avengers and Tony and so I just felt like it was really quite a moment to see him you know when they realize oh these aren't necessarily the bad guys and then just what he did I just yeah and then it's obviously Wanda's reaction is so she's so good at that like really I felt it in my soul right her Mm -hmm. acting is so extraordinary so and almost has like a funny moment before he dies because him and Hawkeye have had this had this back and forth in the movie of oh you didn't see that coming Mm. and that's his last words I know so sad and people need to stop defending hawkeye because they all well that brings me to my number three right yep is natasha okay which again falls into the people people with hawkeye it's another question we're going to get to later in this um the fact that they were just fighting to die was so in the watching it more than once makes it a little less devastating the first time you see it you never i'll always remember my reaction of like this is what they're fighting for no so yeah that's my number three okay my number two yeah uh tony fair tony yeah it was sad i was just thinking like he just you know he started the whole thing if there was no him there's no like avengers and he's just yeah i don't know like i just he was so he brought so much comedy and so much lightness, but then he was so kick ass. So mm-hmm. mine was Tony. So that means my number one is Natasha. Yeah, you can you could talk about that, and I'll do my top two. I was so sad. I think that was definitely the saddest I've ever felt watching it. Besides, yeah, like I put Groot at five, but I think they were similar in my reaction because I didn't like see it coming, and I really thought it was going to be Hawkeye, which I would have been sad. But yeah. Well, I guess I can't really. I don't want to get too much into it because that's one of our questions. But your number two is Peter. Peter. Just because, and it's the funny thing about Marvel is I knew there was another movie coming out when I saw Infinity War. It still doesn't change that moment of just everybody's going away, and they just, especially for everybody that dusts away, they give Peter so much time yeah. to have this moment and really just devastating. Yeah. For sure. And number one's Tony because it's to me it's the opposite of 
Eater's reaction when he sees him and he's like, we did it. Yeah. Like, Tony, we did it. You, yeah. you, we won. And you could just, as soon as they show him, you're like, he's in bad shape. Yeah. Like, he's not going to make it. And that also brings a sad theory of, like, that's why Doctor Strange brought Pepper to that fight. Because mm-hmm. he knows that's the only scenario. Yeah. Is that Tony does that? I love the way she handles that, too. I We're just gonna want... be okay. Yeah. It makes me sad. <laughs> but that's that's what it's supposed to honestly, watching it over again, it's not the moment he dies that makes me sad. It's no. when he does the video. Yes. And talking Ugh. about oh and we're doing girl. we're doing this tomorrow. I don't know if it's gonna work, but whatever happens, happens and I love you three thousand. Yeah. So good. Uh so yeah, that's really sad. So let's 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 do some happy. Yeah, let's happy. <laughs> okay. So this is another marvel marvel tiktok sound so uh your favorite avenger this was hard i have two (laughs) and i know i'm not allowed but i did my favorite avenger captain america and iron man and i couldn't because i feel like they bring some different to the table like i feel like iron man brings like humor and arrogance and like he's so smart and Mm -hmm. he's you know and then i think captain america brings this like loyalty and like just goodness and so it was it was really hard for me but if i like if you had like you have to pick one then i would probably say iron man because i just feel like there's no yeah there's no movies without him so Mm -hmm. i think i I want you to try to guess because i think this one's going to surprise you did you did you think i was going to say that for that one honestly no i thought you would have said like natasha yeah i i know i did yeah um i think you are going to say um thor yeah that's actually yeah. i think you it, love thor yeah his character development over three movies although the movies aren't great he's really good in them yeah and just two isn't great one and three are good one is a little boring yeah i guess you gotta set it all up but two yeah. is just not good and then the third one it's it's up there. It's one of my favorite, favorite movies outside of, of time. Marvel. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And him in Infinity War of when he enters Wakanda, it just it's it's a another reaction where every time I see it, it's always the same as the first time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. When he shows up, it's like, yes. <laughs> All right, uh, Team Captain America or Team Iron Man? Captain America. Although they're not on the side of the law, I I just I feel like this is the right answer. Yeah. Even like, if you want I to love compare Iron the Man, people. but like I just don't agree with what he thinks and I don't I don't think he necessarily agreed with it, but I think that woman coming to him and saying like my son died and stuff in that, you know, like I I think it just you know when you see the destruction and stuff like that he he was upset about it and i think you know he's like yeah maybe we do need to be monitored a little more have some more rules so i don't think it was coming from a malicious place but i'm definitely captain america no it was definitely more reactionary and even reactionary when he finds out bucky kills his parents yeah a lot a lot of emotion and reaction yeah i'm also team captain america yes all right your favorite ship as in relationship i know (laughs) He said ship. I'm like, well, what? It, there's the Guardians of the Galaxy ship. But he's like, oh, boy. Uh, I did Wanda and Vision. Yeah. yeah. Because only because the next question, it wouldn't have been that if it wasn't for the next question. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Mine is Pepper and Tony. Yeah. I just love how I she. I do love them, too. She always kept him in his place. Yeah. But she accepted everything about him. Like, she never tried to change him. She never, you know, if he's down working, like, she just was like, you know, 
and remember they were having date night and buddy shows up and she's just like okay I'm going back into the city like it was you know like you have to do this like this is your job and so Mm -hmm. she wasn't like pay attention to me no she's definitely not even in Iron Man 3 she is the opposite of a damsel in distress oh yes kick ass I like it all right your favorite besties and who do you think I picked Jack I think you picked Bucky and Steve oh I didn't but they were my second choice I have both of them on here besties I actually picked Hawkeye and, and Black Widow Mm, but really... I do have Captain America and, Black- and Winter Soldier like right below it just because I couldn't necessarily decide. But no, I did Hawkeye. And I just love um, is it Age of Ultron when they go to his place? Yeah. Yeah. Like I love when they go to the farmhouse and she knows his family really well. And like you really see the depth of their friendship. And um, I just think and, and when they're fighting in like Civil War and they're like, is this for our friendship? <laughs> it depends how hard you hit. Like they have. They have a playfulness that I really like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that is not what I was just expecting. Anything. Anything anywhere I can get Bucky in there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my favorite besties are Ned and Peter. Ned and Peter. Nice. I just, I love their friendship. They're just such nerds. They and they, are. First one, first movie. Do you want to come? I'll come over. We'll build the Death Star. And yeah. I was just like, I just, this is such a real friendship. Yeah. Yeah, they're really funny, too. I love their chemistry, for sure. I'm going to be the guy in the chair, and then the teacher catches him. What are you doing? I'm watching porn. <laughs> My runner-up for that one would have been uh, Korg and Meek. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, man. Uh, this, is, this is the tough one. Should it have been Clint or Natasha? Okay, listen. I'm going to break it down for you. I love Natasha. I love Black Widow. She I like is one direction. of I she is my one of my favorite. If I had to rank them, she would be in my top three, hands down. I'm obsessed with her. I love her. However, Hawkeye has children. He has a wife. He has like I just think she did the ultimate thing of just like you have to go back and 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 she loves his wife and kids and knows that how important that is. So I think she did the right thing. I think it was I think it was the right call. I I thought we were going to disagree, but I not even the family part. I just think the redemption story for Hawkeye sacrificing himself for that was would have been a little too on the nose. And I think you said it earlier. If it was Clint, if it was Hawkeye, I don't think it would have been as much of a reaction. I think it would have been really sad. Yes, I 100% agree. Natasha brings much more of visceral reaction from Hulk, from Steve, from like she has a really deep relationship with all of them because she's been in so many movies. Yeah, and that moment in Endgame when they're all standing on that dock and they're every stage of um, of grief mm-hmm. and you see it all in one moment. I just it's it just wouldn't have been the same for Clint, unfortunately. No, no you're right. It wouldn't have it wouldn't have hit as hard. It wouldn't have been, you know, a gut punch. But yeah, uh, your favorite villain. I picked Loki. I feel like because he's the like anti-hero, but he is a villain. He is a villain. It was hard for me because I just like he's God of mischief. Like he's so shifty. When he's on the screen, he just makes me smile. Like I'm like his he's such a good actor too because he, he, you know, he just plays it so well. And he's so cocky, confident, whatever. But he's got a lot of. Like, there's a lot of hurt in him, too. So I f- just find him the most fascinating. Fair, fair As enough. As a villain, yeah. Um, this one, this was the one where I would pick two because in terms of how they became a villain, it would be Killmonger. Mm-hmm. Because 
he wasn't dealt the best hand. He didn't handle it the best, but mm-hmm. I just thought, especially him going mono mono with Black Panther, he yeah. had a reason for what he was doing. My favorite villain is Thanos. Yeah. Especially in Infinity War Thanos because he thinks he's doing right. He, he does. He thinks getting rid of half half the population is going to save all the planets. Yeah. And then in Endgame, he's a little more savage and a yeah. little more, I'm just going to kill everyone. Yeah. But yeah. I just, and Josh Brolin to me does such a good job. I know. I always think it's not him. I always think it's um the guy from Sons of Anarchy, Ron Perlman. Oh. I don't know why I always think that when I, I hear it. I feel like he just, he is like one of the closest people that looks like Thanos, but like without makeup on. Yeah, maybe. Uh, your favorite Infinity Stone. I did the Soul Stone. I did Orange um it was hard for me i was like i feel like some of them we breeze over pretty quickly (laughs) like i don't know i don't know a lot about them no there's a lot of focus on just really a few stones that we see i put this on my instagram story and one of my friends put the green one and i was like yes i like it i also agree with that yeah i think well the green the time stone and doctor strange and even the sorcerer supreme the ancient one using it I just think it's really cool. Even when Thanos uses it to bring vision back. Yeah. I just think it's cool how you use it and what its use is. Right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It's good. Uh, the best movie. Okay. <laughs> I had a hard... How many... I was going to say, how many answers do you have? I have two. Okay. And I bet you can guess one of them. Uh, the Winter Soldier. Yes. So Captain America Winter Soldier is definitely my favorite movie, but I would say a very, very close second, like a 1.5 would be The Avengers. I just like the original. I like when they all like first come together. That's definitely one of the ones. Like if I had to, oh, let's watch a Marvel movie, it would be between those two. I'm going to steal your theory of that because I did only write down one and my ultimate favorite one is Ragnarok. Right. My 1.5 would be Infinity War. Right. Because yeah. just as a movie, it's so well done. Obviously, it's not the ending we hope for. Yes. All right. Favorite outfit. So I put Black Panther, but I would say like basically anybody in Wakanda is my favorite. I love everything they wear. I think they look gorgeous and wonderful and beautiful, and I love it all. So. I put, and it's very specific, Infinity War Captain America. Oh, okay, yeah. I was looking at him, too. I was like, God, he has so many. Because in Endgame, he kind of has the color of the Stars and Stripes back. But in Infinity War, he'd been on the run since Civil War. And uh, it's just, he's wearing like a Captain America outfit, but everything's faded because he doesn't get a new suit all the time. Yeah. I just love that version. And we get Beard Steve. Right. Which I think <laughs> yes, adds. It does. Uh, your favorite line. This was hard because I, yeah, um, I, okay. So my honorable mention is the one where in Winter Soldier when, um, oh my God, a Scarlett Johansson. I, yeah. Natasha shows up in that really nice car and she rolls down the window and it's Sam and, and Steve and they had been running and she's like, Hey fellas, either of you know where the Smithsonian is? I'm here to pick up a fossil. I don't know why I love that line so much. That's my honorable mention. My favorite line is I can do this all day by Steve. Yeah. And the amount he uses yes, it that's in, the thing. in different like scenarios. Yeah. And it just, yeah, the, it, it means a lot in different ways. Like he was being bullied when he was not Captain America and he was like the scrawny guy and he's like, I can do this all day while he's getting pounded. And then him and Tony and him and Winter Soldier, like he just, it's, it's just his line and I always like it. 
I'm also going to take a line from The Winter Soldier, and it's on your left. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Use it, and in Winter Soldier, and it has such different meanings. In The Winter Soldier, it's funny. It's Sam running and Steve breezing so, past him <laughs> so many times, and every time just on your left because yeah. he's so respectful. And then in Endgame, you get the even bigger meaning of this: the world is about to end. Thanos is about to destroy Captain America. He's facing off against the army by himself, and all you just hear is this muffled, Steve, Steve on your left and then you see the portals open ah yes i just love it such a good line i know it's so good uh your favorite accessory i don't know how to say it and you're gonna get mad at me it's all right because we picked the same one the hammer uh you could have just said jonathan oh so mjolnir which is uh thor again because that mjolnir okay you know i'll never get that no you can still you still can't say taiko watiti no i can't say a lot of things i have a problem with that don't make fun of me everybody uh so yeah mjolnir or uh, it was in an interview for ant-man and the wasp and they ask all the actors like what the name is and people can't say it right like evangeline Lilly says like mjolnir and then paul rudd just with the straightest face just goes jonathan nice that's good i'm just always gonna call it the hammer i don't know how you don't pick the hammer like even in the wakanda like when he shows up and it's like it's just yeah i don't know just it's it's always it's just there right what it's not there no when he shows up with it well that's the axe because oh. in, in ragnarok it gets destroyed it's destroyed and then obviously but don't when- they build it again in end game end game right they bring up like Thor brings it back from the past. Right. And then Cap used an endgame, which was like the best movie reaction. Like actually Thor is in Infinity War is the best. Captain America like wielding Mjolnir in right. Endgame is the second best. Or just even when he goes to pick it up when you're, they're all sitting there. And, and no one can, and, Yeah. And no one can move it. And he moves it ever so slightly. Like it just budges. No one else notices. But I just love how they it's a film nerd thing where it's perfectly angled. Or you can see Thor like. He's nervous. He's like, he's like he saw uh, it move. What? Yeah, it's not moving for anybody else. No, not budging. So yeah, Jonathan. Yes. Uh, your favorite male character? I um, I had a hard time deciding. Just kidding. <laughs> it's Bucky. I love Bucky. I love the Winter Soldier. I love his arc he's on as a character. I think he just is so fascinating and everything he's he's done like good bad whatever and now he's just kind of owning it and getting to see him weekly is is so great and he's trying to be a different man and he's cute he's making amends yes and i'm gonna ride that same wave and i'm gonna pick sam oh fun sam wilson i think he's always funny and i love how anthony mackie does it even the depths of him of being a former military man and the fact that he is counseling other people when we meet him in the winter soldier and Cap and Nat just kind of knock on his door and he says, uh, they say like, oh, everyone's trying to kill us. And he just goes, well, not everyone. Yeah. And lets them in. Yeah. I just, and now seeing him in this show, is it's more his chance to be the star. Yeah. And he's I love great. That. He is really great for it's, sure. It's one of the big three. Yeah. Androids, aliens, or <laughs> wizards. wizards. Uh, your favorite female character. Black Widow. Natasha. I, Easy hands down for me. I gave you, I threw a curveball. Okay. This is one where I had to put an honorable mention because not that I couldn't pick between these two, but I just wanted to give this character who I think is really underappreciated. Okay. Uh, hope. As in like Evangeline Lily. Oh, okay. 
I think she just, especially, I'm going to say her character development just from haircuts from the first Ant-Man to the second <laughs> is huge. Uh, but my favorite female character is Peggy Carter. Nice. I think even in the small amount, and I still haven't watched her show. Yeah. Just how uh, much of a badass she is in yeah. the first Avenger. Yeah. And that when Steve jumps on the grenade, she was right behind him trying to jump on it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, your favorite place. And that's our, this is our last one. So my favorite place is Wakanda, for sure. I love that it's secret. I love that it's so lush. I love, I just love everything about it. I love every, yeah. I love everything they wear. I love the energy there. I just love everything about Wakanda. Uh, I'm going to say, I've hoped Wakanda, but I knew you were going to say it so that it was going to get represented. <laughs> uh, my favorite place is Sakaar. Okay. So, again, a lot of this comes back to Thor Ragnarok, but mm-hmm. just the... That was actually my second choice. Like, it's so weird and even but like... kind of beautiful, like kind of like... garbage area and how, like, advanced techno- technologically it is. And yeah. That, like, Jeff Goldblum's character, I think it's the Grandmaster, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie in a couple of weeks. Oh, my goodness. Are you okay? I know. Um, Gonna get the shakes. He was like, um, he's like, I would be like millions of years old. Yeah. And yeah. And and obviously being there to find the Hulk again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Such a cool moment. It is. Such a, again, similar to Wakanda where it's so different than everywhere else you go. It would have been funny if we were just like uh, New York City. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite place. Yeah. I love. Well, it's one of my favorite places for real, but not for the marvels no it's not when you have other yeah. places even right? a, even asgard like yeah. is beautiful beautiful until boom spoiler alert <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're listening to this point i mean we yeah talk about like i mean yeah everything it's, it's if, like yeah if you're worried about thor ragnarok then is it your turn uh no it's your turn oh i love it when it's my turn Let's just make sure you don't pick uh, number 20. What's 20? Uh, Shutter Island. Well, I'm not watching it. I know. I put an an X through it, but I didn't take the number out. Okay. 24. Number 24. Ooh, I have not seen this movie in a while. We are watching Back to the Future. Nice. That's fun. I haven't seen it in a long time, so that's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Get some young Michael J. Fox time travel. I said, because that's an 80s movie, right? And I was saying, remember, we're trying to think of things for this next lockdown for lockdown number 3000 that we were like let's you know try and think of some fun things so i was like let's do an 80s where we watch an 80s movie and dress up like the 80s that's an it's not a debate to have right now but i wonder when i was thinking of back to the future is that like it's not the ultimate 80s movie but it's definitely in the conversation yeah it's definitely not yeah it's not for me ultimate Mm. but it's it's there i think that's a good when we bring back the debates of what's the ultimate 80s movie okay i like it let's see what we're gonna do next week stay tuned everybody all right casey got anything else i got nothing else all right and besides that we'll see you next time bye